Um, an organization that uh, did some fantastic work. Maybe, hey, let me not spoil the fun. Let's just, let's just welcome the founder of Ladies of Love before we spoil the fun. From uh, the mother city, Cape Town. Brad Denny, Diliberto, good morning this morning. Welcome to SAFM. Thank you for waking up so early and happy Friday. Hey, Brad Denny. Can you hear me? Hey, there you are. Good morning this morning. Happy how's Friday. How's it? How's it? How we, are you? We are well, thanks. How about you? I'm okay. Thank you. Good to have you. Getting ready for another day. Hey, yeah. I, I like your spirit. Uh, did did people tell you that uh, you could you look a bit like Gene Hackman? <laughs> no, that's a new one. See, that's was, a new one for me. <laughs> I, I, I was like, how does Gene Hackman have a son in the country now? <laughs> he lives in no, that's, a, that, that's the first one for me. <laughs> I have to be honest. Gee, oh, well, you're gonna get a whole lot of that. So. Thank you. <laughs> how how's the lockdown treating you? Well, look, I mean, it's it's been very intense. Um, for Ladles of Love, it's been a lot of hard work. Um, uh, the, we, we've experienced a hell of a lot of kindness. Um, you know, as a community, as uh, I'm talking as human beings, we've really all pulled together and, and achieved um, huge... I mean, we've, we've been able to touch many people and, and work with many people. Um, so I don't want to say it's been going great because that's not a good thing, but it, it has been going great in the sense that we've been able to, to help a lot of people. And it's only because of the kindness of those that have been able to help. So I, I want to say that Ladles of Love has been blessed in this very challenging time. Have you always been involved in community work, Danny? Where did it start? And, you know, people are curious. Who's Danny? And how did you get involved in this very challenging space? Well, um, I was on a breathing and meditation course. Um, I, I, I was introduced to a Sanskrit word, seva, uh, spelled S-E-V-A, meaning giving of yourself, wanting nothing in return. And I was in the restaurant industry at the time. And having a restaurant and having the kitchen and having the staff, uh, I was out in, in the middle of the city, of the Cape Town city, a lot of homeless people, and it just all clicked for me um, to make a pot of soup and serve it to the guys. It was really, really easy. And so we began six years ago, actually in July. Uh, so July is six years. And, um, yeah, we just haven't stopped serving serving food to people. You know, I come from a Mediterranean home. My father's Italian, my mother's Jewish, and food is very much the center of the home. So I've always been passionate about food and, uh, you know, I've experienced sitting around the table and laughing and talking with food. Um, so, you know, and then going into the hospitality industry. So it just it was all very easy. And I just never looked back, started serving one soup kitchen. We grew to four soup kitchens. We started working in schools, um, worked with uh, four other beneficiaries that needed help with food. So um, that's it was a slow and steady um, and committed growth, you know. And I think that's what prepared us for, for COVID, to be honest. Wow. It's nice to see that you're able to operate under COVID because obviously uh, 
people don't know what you know there is no benchmark there's no best practices you just hope what you're doing is correct yeah yeah that's it and and you know with uh it, it was you know when Cyril Ramaphosa mentioned a complete lockdown um I just I had a very strong urge uh, or, or very strong gut feel that I, I had to urgently get out there and help as many people as possible with food. You know, I mean, hunger doesn't wait for anyone. So um, I just knew and I, I went out there. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Um, I had no idea if I had the money. I just knew that I had to get out there and, and get food into the community. And so I began with the homeless, of course, because their whole support structure literally shut down. So um, we started stuff with the homeless, and then we moved out into the into the communities and the townships. A man who has uh, seen it that uh, you know there's a big need in uh, in the city of Cape Town, and obviously a, a province that is known to be a city of extremes. Uh, Danny, you are changing that picture, hey. I didn't hear what you said there. The, the, uh, you know, Cape Town is seen as the city of extremes. You are currently changing that with uh, Ladies of Love. Yeah, um, well, if I can just say, uh, you're not the first, but we often get called Ladies of Love, but we're actually ladles of love. Um, I don't know if you know a soup ladle. Um, So we are called ladles of love. Um, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Not a problem. Not a problem. I'm actually looking at changing the font in our in our logo because um, people do sometimes read us as ladies of love. But um, well, what we you know, um, I th- what COVID is doing is it's forcing us to think out the box. Um, you know, um, trying to find ways of of making the community should I say, more sustainable, that they can, you know, sort of also start taking care of themselves because, you know, like this pandemic, we don't know how long it's going to go on for. I think the ripple effects of this pandemic are going to be felt for months um, um, until, you know, the economies open up again and, and business starts to 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 generate more more employment, etc. cetera. Um, I think we're going to feel it for, for quite a while. So, we, we we're now trying to find ways. For example, one of the ways we've tried is to um, award certain of our beneficiaries that we work with with a a set up kitchen. So we will give them the equipment they need to start a a decent soup kitchen um, that can provide at least a thousand meals a day. Um, you know, we want to we and, and then we want. It's not only about providing in the kitchen; it's about also working with them, training with them, trying to show them better ways of cooking, better health and safety. So to encourage them to to use their kitchen properly, that maybe maybe in the future the kitchen can become something that they can generate meals out of, that they can sell to the community, and um, that can generate an income to continue the soup kitchen. Because I suppose there will always be people who will need help. And also, you know, we're trying to look at ways of maybe starting gardens, vegetable gardens around the communities. And there's ways you can do, you know, small gardens within a space that can keep that kitchen going. So there are ways that we're trying to to find ways to make the community stand on its feet, you know, um, so that if a crisis, God forbid, had to happen again or, or that, you know, hopefully it will generate some 
some stimulus, you know, even it might not be huge, but it's something that that can can get the community going and you know encourage them to find ways to think um, uh, better, um, you know, come up with better ideas. So that's what we started. I think it's a very long-term process, but it's something that I think has become uh, part of the vision of of Ladles of Love. The 18th of this month, you set yourself a target. You took on something that a lot of people thought was a little ambitious. Sorry, say that again? No, I'm I was saying on the 18th of this month, you, you yes. took on a campaign that a lot of people oh, yes. were thinking, hey, is it a bit ambitious? <laughs> is it achievable? Well, quite honestly, if I tell you, the, 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 so the volunteers... Uh, Sam that started our sandwich drive uh, back in April, she came to me about 10 days before Mandela Day um, and she said to me, um, I think we need to go for the world record of making the most sandwiches in an hour. And I looked at her and I thought she was crazy. Um, uh, you know, the Guinness World Record was is 57,000 odd sandwiches. And she came to me, she said, I think we should make 100,000 sandwiches in an hour. And I said, how are we going to do that? Um, anyway, long story short, the next thing we found out that the, 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 the world record that was achieved by the Do More Foundation last year in October on World Hunger Day was 107,000. So we thought, oh dear, we need to make more sandwiches. So we went for 125,000 sandwiches. That was the goal. And um, the next thing, Sasco was on board with us, um, providing us with 14,000 loaves. We had Rhodes Jam. Uh, providing us two and a half thousand tins of jam, and so we decided we're going to go for it. We we have our network of 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 you know our sandwich makers, and we just put it out there. And um, everyone was uh, we we made it that everyone could make their sandwich at home, and um, and we set a time. We did a, a live feed on Facebook, and we said go for it, and we got everyone to go out and make sandwiches in one hour. Um, we provided uh, 2,500 kits of, of uh, we call them free sandwich kits, which had five loaves of bread and a tin of jam. And we said, go out and make these sandwiches. By Friday, um, the day before Mandela Day, um, I, I knew we were going to smash the record because uh, we were getting messages that the, the, the supermarkets were running out of bread. Uh, all our kits were gone. They were taken up. And, yeah, we did it. And um, Saturday afternoon, the sandwiches started piling back in. We had trucks. We had vans, uh, you know, all sponsored to us. It was absolutely amazing how Cape Town pulled together. And, yeah, we came in with over 304,000 sandwiches made in that hour. Wow. unbelievable. <laughs> Congratulations. Unbelievable. Thank you. Wow. The, the, this must feel so, so good. It's a win-win situation. You were able yeah. to, to, to provide a meal for more people than you anticipated in the process breaking the record. Yeah. It, you know you know what really, what really touched me was how, the effort that people made around the peninsula you know, people got in their car, they went and either bought bread or they went to our depot to collect these these kits. They went home, um, they were all ready and to, to go at 10 o'clock on Saturday. They all made their sandwiches. They were sh- I mean, our social media was going berserk. The pictures that people were sharing, the comments, it was unbelievable. And then people got back in their cars 
and went and dropped off these kids so that we could pick them up. And I mean, people had to wait in traffic and, you know, queue and give their hand their bread in. And people did that. And, and so many people were proud of it. And, and that's what's really touched me about this Mandela Day was, was the, the real kindness that came through and, and the, pride, the pride that everyone showed to be a part of it. And, and the volunteers at, at our, at, our um, uh, at Grand West, where we have our warehouse, um, pulling together, I mean, 300,000 sandwiches. I can't even begin to explain what that looks like and the amount of work that goes into sorting and packing them away, getting them ready for our beneficiaries. So it was an unbelievable experience. 20 minutes past four, Danny Diliberto, a man who's uh, sitting back and really appreciating it and every a volunteer, everybody who took up the challenge to really go, you know, full force and not only break the record, but reach as many people as possible. I mean, from 125,000 as a target to over 300,000, 304,000 sandwiches. That's not child's play. We'll talk to him a bit more in a moment. 22 minutes past four. Danny Delberto, founder of Ladles of Love in Cape Town. They recently broke a record of making 304,000 uh, sandwiches in just one hour. That's not an easy uh, job to do. Logistically, Danny, how, how was it? Because obviously you have people working from different places who then will bring the sandwiches to Central Point, get them tallied, get the people from the Guinness Book World of Records to be there as well. Logistically, how was that? Well, we, we didn't, unfortunately, we couldn't get the, the Guinness World Record. Um, their, their process is very complicated and very expensive. Um, also because, you know, they, generally when you apply for Guinness, you've got to apply, we were reading all their criteria, you've literally got to apply months before. If I think their minimum was two weeks or something um, prior to you attempting a world record. And then if you do like two weeks before, it's, there's a whole speed process which they charge you for, and then there's all these criteria. So we we said uh, we can't. It was going to cost us over twenty thousand rand just to try and get Guinness to be part of it. So we chose not to. We just decided we would call it a world record. Um, so, um, but to get the people involved, what you know, we've got, we've literally created depots um, around the peninsula, and. Um, so what we did is we, we've also got a, a registration system where we got all the people who wanted to be part of it to go on to our registration system, register to either collect the, sandwich, the free sandwich making kit or to go and buy their, go and buy their own bread. Um, they were then able to select the depot that's closest to them where they could either pick up the kit. Uh, they also had to then a register where was the closest drop-off, so where they were going to drop off the depot that was closest to to their home. And um, so people would pick up they on, on Saturday. So we put, you know, our social media was very informative. We, we created a whole, um, we, we, when they collected their kits, there was, um, we explained how it was all going to work. Um, so it was very um, instructions where everything was done and, and word just started to spread. So it really wasn't difficult either. And then, as I mentioned, we did a live Facebook feed um, and we went live and I did a countdown 
and at 10 o'clock everyone began and by 11 o'clock we said right it's the end and then everyone had to take their sandwiches and drop them back off at the depot and then we had a fleet of of vehicles uh, vans and trucks um, that went around or we allocated vans and trucks to various depots where people would um, so we had all the crates the bread crates the sandwiches so people who made the sandwiches, they put them back in that original sandwich bag and sealed the bag so it makes it a lot more uh, easier to handle. We we put them in the crates um, and then within all the trucks just collected and brought them back to the warehouse where we counted them. People also had to sign an affidavit that they made that many loaves, however many loaves they made, because some people made something like 50 loaves in an hour, you know. So... Um, so they signed the affidavit, they dropped off the kit, and um, we then brought it all back to Grand West where we physically counted um, the loaves of bread uh, into crates. And uh, yeah, by I think 4.30 on Saturday afternoon, we had our figure counted. Uh, you're the man, you know, Guinness or no Guinness. Uh, the process you followed to make sure that this is well recognized and well appreciated that's good enough for me and the idea that uh, so many people were touched by you that's even better because that's what it was about originally exactly exactly you've nailed it on the head whether it's a world record or not the fact that so many people came together on mandela day it just that's what blew me away that kindness it's and it's the kindness I've been able to experience throughout COVID. So, you know, that's for me has been the positive about COVID is how it has brought people together. It's been, it's been, I mean, we've only been able to do what we do. You know, we, we, we serve in around 40, we process in around 45 to 50 tons of food a week that goes through our warehouse. And it's only, I mean, this week we'll hit 2 million sandwiches that we have made since lockdown began. I mean, two million sandwiches that have been made by people out in the community. It's just the figures coming through are phenomenal. And we wouldn't have done that if people hadn't rallied behind us. Mind blowing. I I like the the currency of kindness approach that you guys have. Which is which is fabulous. Also, the idea that uh, during these difficult lockdown times, you're able to get people to be able to give, given that uh, yeah. everything has contracted for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I don't know what it is. Um, you know what? At the end of the day, people want to do good. You know, we're just not sure how to do it. Um, that we become so overwhelmed that we literally just end up doing nothing because we think oh, there's so much need out there. Where do you start? So we try and, and because I have an understanding of that, because that's how it was for me, I know that, but I remember that time in my life when it all clicked into place and I thought how easy it is to to give back. And we try and make it as easy as possible for for people to volunteer. Whenever you want to volunteer, at whatever you know, whatever time you want to volunteer, you come. There's no judgment. There's no. There's no. Um, you have to do this and you have to do that. Yes. You come yeah. when you want to. You be part of the sandwich drive if you want to. You come and help in our warehouse if you want to. We've got a couple of soup kitchens. If you want to, they there. All you need to do is arrive. And I think that's what. And we share those stories on our social media. And I think we've. I feel that's what it is. 
is that we made volunteering very easy for people. And it gives them, they can come when they're comfortable. Because it's also people, you know, that some people struggle seeing the hardships out there. It, it, it affects them, you know, within. And it makes them very sad, etc. So many people can't handle a lot of it, you know. But there's many people want to do something that is good for the community. How do we get in touch with you, uh, 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 you know, Danny? Also, you know, throw the challenge to the other provinces to follow your example. Well, uh, we've got our website, Ladles. So as I said, it's L-A-D-L-E-S, ladlesoflove.org.za. Um, we've also got a Mobi site, uh, ctloved, so it's ctloved.co.za. Uh, that's the easiest. It's got everything on one page uh, to register for the sandwich drive, to register as a volunteer. If you want to make a donation, uh, it's all on that page. So just head on to that page. But if you want more information, go on to our website. Ah, Danny, you and your team are rock stars because I checked out your Facebook page as well. I mean, the donations yeah. you were getting and how the, the, the community of people that are willing to help and the videos that you post there are fantastic because it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we keep, we, we, you know, it's important we show people what we're doing, that we are doing the work, you know, because people are trusting us with their money to help others. And it's important that we let them know that. So we try and keep it as active as possible. I mean, donations have been tough um, this month. Um, there's no doubt donor fatigue sets in. Um, and, you know, I, I made a plea, a very innocent plea on my Facebook page, on our Facebook page on Monday. And the response was unbelievable that people just started donating money again. I mean, the response we've had this week on donations has been just, I get the shivers, you know, your, your, your skin stands on end, that, that people just jumped in again and just started making donations so that we can continue our work. It's it's just, it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. I've got no words for it. To ah, Danny. And I, 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 as we wrap up, I like the fact that you've, you are gradually breaking the stigma of people being given food, people being given, you know, being helped with food, because some people have got issues with that because the stigma attached to it. And, you know, dismantling that stigma goes a long way also because we can help dismantle other stigmas like we have with COVID-19 at the moment that, you know, yeah. we need to embrace each other and help each other out. Yep. 100%. You know, people, you know, food is a basic human right. We all have a right to food. 